What's going on, Bulls Nation? Welcome into the CHGO Bulls Podcast. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download their app. Be sure to use promo code CHGO when you sign up. What's going on, everybody? I'm Peck. You can follow me on Twitter, Bulls underscore Peck. Join me with my guys, Big Dave. Bow! Bow! BWL Sports and Will to go. Golly, Will underscore Golly. Coming to you live from the National Sports Collectors Convention yes. in Rosemont. Yes. I'm overwhelmed by how many people are here, guys. <laughs> I feel like we're lot. back in Vegas. This, yes. I, that's what I, exactly what I said to Big Dave. You did. And joining us for our first segment on today's show, we are pleased to welcome him in, Andrew Goldberg. Everybody give him a hey. hand. This giant convention space is all about people who collect sports collectibles, yes. cards, uh, uh, pictures, mm-hmm. things from sports history. Mm-hmm. There's a row of people signing autographs just 10 feet from us. George Gervin is over there, man. Kurt Warner, apparently. Wow. Signing autographs. Wow. Um, and so, Andrew, your collection specifically is, and that's why we want to talk to you, ticket stubs from Michael Jordan played games in Bulls jerseys, but then also like some like Olympics ticket stubs and Tell us just a, b- a little bit about where this uh, decision of starting this collection began and what the process has been like. Absolutely. Well, first of all, gentlemen, thank you so much for having me on the show. Thank you for being here. It's an honor to be here uh, to be talking about uh, the team, yes, the Chicago Bulls. Absolutely. Um, you know, when I grew up uh, in the suburbs of Chicago, my dad uh, shared season tickets for 25 years with two buddies. <laughs> uh, there were four seats. Uh, my dad got a quarter of them. So I was lucky if I got to go to three or four games a year on a non-school night, et cetera. And uh, I just kept everything because I was a little bit of a mini hoarder. And I kept all my tickets. And it wasn't until uh, about eight years ago I had this crazy idea of just trying to collect every ticket from the 96 team. Mm-hmm. And that would make a really awesome wall display in a man cave. Sure would. <laughs> And as I was looking for tickets, I started to see groups of tickets being sold from multiple years. And I said, ah, screw it. I'm going for every game. <laughs> the whole kit and caboodle. <laughs> all of it. 1,264 games, which includes all the Bulls, all the Wizards, wow. but all, and all the playoff games. Right. It doesn't count the preseason games. Okay. It doesn't count um, Olympics, uh, exhibition, or college, or baseball games, although I do get some of those. Right. And I have some really cool games. Just to sprinkle in some other fun things, but that aren't officially counted among the collection. Right. Exactly. Can you, can you just say the number again? Because I really want people to... <laughs> One, say it again. Say it it's again. 1,264 games, and that includes One, the 13 All-Star oh, appearances. Yeah. But it does not include uh, the slam dunk tickets. Okay. Um, it doesn't include the 1990 game uh, or All Star Saturday, where he infam- infamously uh, had the worst first round score in the three point contest, yes. yeah. which stands well. to today. By yes, the way, yes, it does. <laughs> it's Never known as a shooter. I-, I like talking to people who actually been to the Chicago Stadium. Yes. You know because. I always try to – there's this distinct difference of being in the Chicago Stadium to United Center. Can you speak to that a little bit about what that feeling was like? Oh, yes, very easily. <laughs> um, so when Mike – when the announcements were happening on that very pixelated screen up mm-hmm. top mm-hmm. versus what they have today yes, with right, the latest yeah. technology, and they were doing the team announcements, the starting lineup, and they got to Michael Jordan and the famous – and now. Right. Yeah. After that point – you could not hear mm. the rest of the announcement from Michael Jordan. Mm. It was so loud. Mm. Literally could not hear it. Yeah. And that's a feeling you can't forget. 
It, I'm getting chills right now. Uh, yeah, the hair's still on the back of my neck just I hearing mean, you say that, man. That's how loud it was. Yeah. The acoustics in the United Center are just different, yeah. and you can hear everything, and you could hear it from 96 to 98. You know, you could hear it. But that's one of the biggest differences. Another big difference was that they didn't have instant replay in the stadium. So I remember there's that famous playoff game against the Pistons where Jordan's going for the layup, and the only thing – person standing between him and the and the basket is Bill Lambeer. Of course. Mm. And everyone's like, oh, you know, here we go. Yeah. And he turns around and jumps mm-hmm. into him and flips it up and yep. goes in. Yeah. And we were on the aisle and so I ran out of the aisle to go into the the the, the main um the alleyway or whatever mm-hmm. there, you know, the concourse yeah. to see one of the screens because I knew they were showing I forgot what station it was. It was like sports it was a sports, sports channel. channel. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were showing the, the replay there. I had to see it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I ran out as like a teenager. I'm like, <gasps> to catch oh. the replay. And I came back to tell my dad, this is what happened. And yeah. you missed it. <laughs> That's, That's awesome, wild. Man. So I, I read the column that our our, uh, our guy, Kevin Kadek, had a content at CHO, wrote about you back when he was doing his Midway Minute uh, blog a few years ago when he discovered you and you guys started talking about your collection. Some of the tickets, stubs, that you have just rattled off when you were doing that interview with Kev, you have a ticket stub from the double nickel at Madison Square Garden. Yes. You have a ticket stub from the game when his jersey was stolen from the locker room right before the game, and he wore a no-name-on-the-back number 12 Bulls jersey. February 14th, 1990. So many cool ones in this collection that you just happened to rattle off to Kev when you guys were talking. I want to know, is if you probably get this question off it, is there a favorite in your collection? Is, do you have multiple cha- favorites? Does it change? Is there like an elite? Do you have like a Mount Rushmore of ticket stubs that you have added to your collection? Um, I mean, it's cliche to say, you know, the, the six clinching games yeah. of the which championship. Which you have all six of. Which I do. I, I have the complete finals run, you know, all 35 uh, games. Wow. Um, I, I, no know, game seven finals ticket stubs though. No, no, because MJ didn't need those. No, I, no although I did, <laughs> I have collected um, the phantom ones that would have been played. Oh, oh for the you know, for the non-existent yeah. game seven. For the non-existent game seven. Oh my lord! You know, just, to, just how to, do you get those? <laughs> people have them because they were still in the in the ticket book. Yeah. Wow. Right, and they're just like, what do I do with these? You give so them to like, me. I'll, I'll yeah. take them. You know, it's like twenty bucks or whatever right. it is. Yeah. But um, probably my favorite. Um, uh, has been and continues to be. I have a full ticket from his first preseason game in Chicago. Mm-hmm. There, that his rookie year, there was only one preseason game in Chicago, and it was the week before his de- NBA debut. Mm-hmm. And that was the first time NBA or Chicago fans saw him play in Chicago at the Chicago Stadium. It was his Chicago Stadium debut, if you will. Yeah. yeah. And I, that, that's one of my favorites because yeah. that's just, again, the first time that folks saw the magic of this individual mm-hmm. in person. So what? You, I'm sorry, please. I was just going to ask, you said you are, your goal is to get so many. How many away from your goal are you? And what's the process like for you to, uh, to go and find these cards, to talk with people, to hound them for their tickets? Or is there another way that you're kind of looking for these? So um, I'm about 85% there. Okay. So I've got just under 200 to go, which may sound like a lot, but if you look at the other end, I've got over 1,000 unique right. games. You're on the home stretch. You are on the home stretch. <laughs> You're around yeah. third Does base. it get harder and harder the yes. closer you get to the finish line yeah. to find these really rare random tickets? Yes, and I, I think that's the key is that they're more random than really rare. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a handful that I'm missing that probably have some deep, you know, 
good value to sure. them. Mm-hmm. But the majority of what I'm missing, they, someone just hasn't thought to take it out of the shoebox and put it on eBay mm-hmm. or, or, or connect in some way. Right. And, you know, what's my process for finding them? It's anything and everything. Mm-hmm. It's I created this logo, you know, or I, a buddy, you know, designed this logo. So I put it on a shirt. I'm trying to be a walking uh, billboard walking around. You know, here and maybe people look at the shirt and say, that's interesting. Let me talk to that guy. You know, um, all it takes is just one person having the right ticket and mm-hmm. saying, yes, either you can have it or I'll sell it to you or something. So you're like scanning eBay. You're reaching out to people. You're doing, you know, social media, whatever, by any means necessary. Any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Yes. So my question to you, though, is. What is your white whale? Oh, get out of my brain, what is Dave. the one ticket <laughs> the next question that I you're ask. like, I got to have this ticket. And it just it just slipped through your grasp, but you just got to have it. Uh, well, there's two. And it's mostly because they're so expensive or perceived to be very valuable. Okay. I say perceived on one of them. Uh, there's the debut. There are five variations of the day de- of his debut game. So, like the first game from his rookie season, exactly, which is uh, October 26, nineteen eighty four against the Bullets. Um, the red version is the one that I'm looking for. Mm. I haven't seen it sell in five years. Wow! I, there was re- in the last year there was a full red on music that sold for a lot of money at auction or um, it was at an auction okay um and it sold for something like four hundred and eighty thousand dollars <laughs> for a ticket stub my soul it was a full ticket but yes <laughs> oh for, for, for his debut yeah yeah incredible. you know his debut his other uh, some of the other variations have sold for a hundred thousand dollars and less right yeah. um now if i'm gonna go for a red and it's uh, pricey, which I expect it to be. Yeah. I have lots of doubles that I've collected over the years as well, which I'm in planning on needing to sell to afford <laughs> yeah. the I debut. See. The other one is his uh, playoff game in, in Boston, the 63, 63 point game. points. Um, people are God wanting a lot of money for that one. Yeah. 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 And yeah. I'm not at the point where I'm willing to pay that. Right. Um, so um, I've. Let that one go a handful of times, mostly because I'm not willing to pay what people are asking. So, uh, yeah, so. if you get into bidding wars with some of these other collectors who are, like, really going after this, is I can see it just skyrocketing to a level where you're like, I really want this ticket stop, but I can't justify putting this bid on it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I've had to be very savvy about it. Mm-hmm. Um, my career has been in the nonprofit world. Yeah. You know, and there are there are individuals out there who, you know, can drop a certain amount of money and it means very yeah. little to them. Right. right. So I've had to just be very savvy. It's hard for me to compete with the big dollars. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, there's a couple that are going to be going to take some time. Do you have like a, a like a bargain score that you're particularly proud of? Like some ticket from some game where you're like, wow, that was a great deal. I just stole this card. <laughs> You know, yeah, I mean, it happens, and I'm, I'm, I do that more with strangers, mm. especially on eBay. Mm-hmm. If I get, like, a buy it now thing, I'm just like, okay, right. I'm going to go get that. Right. But if it's fellow ticket collectors, I, tr- I try not to do that. I try yeah. to make sure we're doing a fair market value, mm. you know, and it's hard with tickets. They're not like cards. They're not as common. There aren't as many comps to compare to on eBay right. with recent sales. So, like, for instance, the, the debut of Chicago Stadium that I shared about, there are probably six of them that PSA has seen. Mm. That's it. Wow. So how are you going to make you know comp values right. from that? Right. It's very difficult to do. Yeah. Tough, we kind of got into it here, but I'm curious. I mean, we are at a giant convention. I know the camera can't see behind us. It's giant. But we're talking about like just rows and rows yeah. of people selling cards, of people looking at cards, of yeah. autographs, of all this stuff. And 
I guess my point here is that a lot of it is just card collectibles. Yes. We are not seeing a lot of ticket collectibles. You said there's like some people kind of uh, collecting these and, and going after these, but can you just paint a picture of like how big of a community or uh, collectible market there is for ticket stubs in general? Absolutely. Um, there's a great Facebook user group called Boogers Tickets. <laughs> And the founder, the founder, and I know it's, it's funny because it's, <laughs> okay. it's based off of, you know, Revenge of the Nerds. But yes, it's, right. It's, Shout it's, out. It's, it's based off of um, the founder's father was in the, ar- um, in the armed forces, mm. and his call name was Booger. Okay. okay. So that's, you know, so sort of in honor uh, of him. Right. Um, gotcha. And that's grown to more than 3,000, you know, members of ticket collectors. Um, so it's growing. But just to paint a picture of how different the card market is from the ticket market. So if you wanted an 86 Fleer um, Jordan Rookie and you wanted a PSA graded one, mm-hmm. the, there's maybe 300 or so PSA 10s. But of all the grades, more than 20,000 have been submitted mm-hmm. and slabbed by PSA. So if you wanted one of any grade, just to have one in your collection, doesn't matter the condition, Yeah, there's 20,000 20, out there, you can probably get one. Mm. Guess how many of his debuts have PSA has seen? I mean... Any guesses? A, a very small number? Four? Okay, so four isn't really very small, yes. Um, <laughs> I had someone guess 500. Oh, you know, okay. You know, but anyway, it's about the latest number that I remember looking up is around 40. 40? Dang. Well, like, that's it. That's, so if you want I mean, one, right. there's only 40. That it just Maybe exists. Maybe 50, you know, these days. Yeah. But versus 20,000. So the demand isn't quite there, you know, yeah. for tickets as it is because there's the immediate gratification of looking at a card saying, I know who that is. Right. This is that year. Yeah. When you look at a ticket, unless it's slabbed and you have the description, you don't know what it is just right. off the bat unless you happen right. to know the date and who yeah. played that game. But that's part of the allure for ticket collectors as they love the research, you know, that goes into these things right. to find these unique moments and stories yeah. behind games. Yeah, I pre- I'm appreciative of what you do because I'm like that with music, you know, okay. exactly the same way, like just finding those rare uh, albums and digging through it and stuff like that. But I want to know, what are you like at these conventions? Are you like just the man at these kind no. of conventions? Do people love you or, or do they not want to see you coming at all because they want to keep <laughs> stuff for themselves? <laughs> no, look, um, I, I still feel like a newbie to the tickets. There's a lot of uh, ticket collecting. There's a lot of great t- ticket collectors that I still learn from. But yeah. you said you've been doing it for eight years. Eight years, yeah. I mean, and, even, and there's some people that look at me as like a veteran with it. Yeah. But I still think of myself as a newbie, even sure, though yeah. I've been doing it eight years. Sure, right. um, I have a lot of respect for the guys who've been doing it. It's like us podcasting um, about the Bulls. <laughs> it's very similar. <laughs> Facts. Facts, yes. So I, I, I love it. You know, it's a great community. You know, just like all collectible, you know, segments. I mean, most of the, like 99% of the people yeah. are really nice. Right. Yeah. There's some jerks out there. Sure, but, sure. But the, most of the people are nice. And I, I've just, I've met a lot of people that I've been in touch with electronically. Yeah. Just today. Yeah. That's been a lot of fun to just connect with people. So clearly a diehard fan of the Bulls glory days. You yes. still consider yourself a pretty aggressive Bulls fan these days? Um, yes, mm. but I've lived in some other cities, so right. I'm an NBA fan, Okay, so, and so I lived in Miami for 20 years. Oh, don't mm. tell me don't you do this. to being a Heat don't fan. Don't do this. Uh, look, when the Bulls and the Heat would play, it's like watching two of your kids no, it was like watching your one kid battle the devil. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I was very lucky. 
I got to go to all the big three era games yeah. in Miami. Yeah. Um, I was oh, at, you were the one Heat fan that actually went to those games? That's oh, cool. I was. I was, yeah. Um, and, like, I went to the – I was at the Ray Allen shot game. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, man. I mean, Gross. it was cool. I was very lucky. Yeah. Now so I'm in Salt Lake City. tickets from – from all those games too, or is it just the nope. Jordan ones that really? Just the Jordan ones. Okay. That's where that's where my heart is. I mean, the Heat went to essentially printed home tickets starting yeah. in 2012 anyway. Yeah. So it loses yeah. that yeah, yeah. mystique. It doesn't play. have the same like yeah. actual but is ticket it still, stuff. Is feel. it still hard for you though to get rid of that stuff? Like knowing you were there for that kind of history? Um, you know, I had they didn't have tickets really. So right. I, I collected I have some of the program books from, from those special right. games. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are dated and interesting and everything. Mm. But at, at the heart, it's it's still the Bulls. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, um, I've got Bulls gear, you know, at home. Yeah. I wear that out. I, I don't really have other gear. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. Okay. So one last Bulls gear's all you need. One last one for me is, mm. let's say you catch them all. I'm say that because we've got the theme song <laughs> singer of the uh, driving Pokemon, Pokemon references. <laughs> so it's on my mind. But let's say you get every last one of these. What? How do you store them? Are you going to put them on a display? You said like a man cave thing, but are they like tucked away in a case somewhere? Are they displayed on a wall? What? How do you sort of? Yeah. So uh, before we close, I'll just also say um, uh, on Instagram you can find me at, Mike, at Michael Jordan Tickets. There you go. And maybe um, we can show some of these on the. Uh, yeah, Sarah. If you can uh, find his Instagram and want to pull it up and to yeah. show these, because yeah, you saw, so the the Instagram handle is Michael Jordan Tickets. Exactly. I'm trying to be very straightforward with it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> be more straightforward. It's a very accurate name. <laughs> yes. Uh, right now, um, you know, I store them in boxes chronologically, uh, out of sunlight. Um, my hope is that when I finish the collection, is that I approach the United Center, Naismith Hall of Fame, maybe the Smithsonian, maybe there's other locations in hopes uh, that they might be interested in a public exhibition. Mm. Um, mm. I would, I could, invi- I, I believe it would be very interesting for NBA fans, yes. Bulls fans, Jordan fans. Imagine coming into uh, an exhibition where you've got all the tickets on display um, and maybe you pick the top 100 moments in the career mm. and there's a little abstract that's a little picture, this game, the flu game, the, the you know, the double nickel game, you know, all these different moments, you know, the, the um, you know the revenge the con man revenge game like there's so many stories right to tell over his career, and uh, you sort of like walk through Jordan's career through his tickets mm-hmm. and say like oh that was in the stadium amazing you know for for that cool moment wow that's incredible so cool. I can't wait to go so see cool, that exhibit bro. yeah um, and one more time the Instagram handle if you all want to check out this collection is Michael Jordan tickets there it is right there Andrew thank you so much for hanging out with us for the first part of today's show man. Enjoy yourself, and what I'm guessing is, uh, you know, either uh, stressful or paradise. If you're a collector in this atmosphere right now, or both, maybe it's a little bit of both. Yes, it's all great. I appreciate the time, gentlemen. Yes, sir. absolutely. We appreciate you. Um, all right, so we're going to take a quick break here, and when we'll come back, we'll dive into the juicy Patrick Williams scrimmage footage that mm. leaked onto Twitter the other day, and how both fans are, you know, juicy. understandably super excited about it. Yeah. Also, I see we got some of our Bears crew rolling in from Hallis Hall. Yeah, Carms here. Uh, they were yeah. at training camp earlier today. I saw Carms here. Braggs is here. We got Bears on deck at 4 o'clock. Yeah. But more Bull stuff coming at you right after this break. Yeah. Big Dave. Yes. Who's up first today? Well, maybe Joey sent me the text. He said he was actually at the Chicago Stadium. I, I don't know how he did that. That's impressive. Time travel? That's what he said. I'm Listen, baby Joey's not a baby that lies. That's all I know. You know, he's always straightforward. He is a truthful baby. He's a truthful baby. It's hard <laughs> to find in these streets out here. That's why he's very truthful because he always tells me right. he never understood. Yeah, never he understood. He don't understand. Ever. Why? 
<laughs> well, that's him saying it. Why? That's not him saying why. He's saying why. That's Doctor how he said it. Need a baggie out of me. Oh, I don't understand. <laughs> why do these tickets cost so much money? Oh, thank you, sir. Why? Why does it cost so much money for these tickets, man? Thank you, like this. Oh, this is awesome. Oh yes, get you. Yes. Why? He why? don't get it. Why does it cost so much money to get these shades on your face? I don't you know understand. who else asked that question? Shady Rays. They asked that same damn question. And mm. they're going to answer it for you because it shouldn't cost you that much money. And Shady Rays is going to take care of you. Independent Sunglasses Company offers mm. world-class product just as good as any expensive pair you've ever put on your wonderful, beautiful face. Those durable frames, those extremely clear optics for your outdoor, and as Will the Go Gottlieb is going to prove to you right now, your indoor adventiones. Oh, look at this man right here. Those are my glasses, and they still look better on the damn go. Not better. I still look amazing. Yeah, but he still looks awesome in them, man. Put those back on But the Matt Peck lost in broken replacements. Plan. Let's say he tosses that hat in the stadium. They can be like, who the hell threw a hat? And then most people will know because they watch the show. And they're My like, Matt gone forever. <laughs> well, that means those glasses are gone forever. <laughs> And he won't see them anymore. But as long as he finds those glasses broken, he sends them back. Guess what? Shady Rays, brand new pair for Matt Peck. No questions asked. Or let's just say you saw Goat rocking these frames right here. You said, damn, he look cool in them. Big Dave look cool in them. I can look cool in them. Mm-hmm. And then you realize you cannot. But doesn't mean you're not an awesome human being. Just means that's not your flavor. So get a flavor that you savor. And send that Ooh. back in to Shady Rays. And guess what? They will send you a pair that fits you properly. No questions asked. And as long as you do it within 30 days, it's for free, y'all. No risk when you shop. So, this goes to be for the listeners out there. Shady Rays giving the best deal of the season. ShadyRays.com is where you go. Use the code CHGO. Get yourself 50% off of two plus pairs of premium polarized shades. So, try it for yourself. <laughs> I was wanting to see who was going to look over here when I did that. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the shades that are rated five stars by over 250,000 people because the shady rays, y'all, what a raise, are oh so shady. <laughs> Big Dave just causing a panic in this giant convention center. Today's show also brought to you by our friends at Pins and Aces, the official golf apparel partner of all city and CHGO. Yeah, yeah. We love our Pins and Aces gear and get tons of compliments mm-hmm. on and off the course. At Vegas. Yes. Not in Vegas. Yes. Lots of compliments on the Pins and Aces shirts. They're a family-owned golf company and apparel business. Uh, They make amazing polos. I love mine. Hats, golf bags, and one of my favorite things in the world. What's that, Matt? The Pins and Aces stroke of genius invention they call the beer sleeve. It's long. It's skinny. It fits seven beers that you can tuck neatly and comfortably right into your golf bag mm-hmm. to keep those beers icy cold for your entire round. I got an invite uh, from a buddy of mine who lives in San Fran, is in Chicago uh, doing a big family reunion. Ooh. Shout out to you, Willie. Shout he, out. he and his pops invited me to come play some golf with them out in the Burbs tomorrow. Oh, that's a flex. T- today. That's they invited me yesterday to come tomorrow morning. We got a tea time at like 10 a.m. And I was like, aw, shucks, I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> Would not have accepted the invitation anyway. <laughs> Because I don't need y'all embarrassing me on the golf course. Oh. But the great thing is I can still look good and feel good in my pins and aces polo yes. without playing golf. That's I can awesome. still enjoy my beer sleeve. Yes, you will. Not even on the golf course. Six on a roadie. 
Check out pinsandaces.com and use that promo code CHGO to receive 15% off your first order and and get free shipping. What? That's pinsandaces.com. Promo code CHGO for 15% off your first order and free shipping. Mm, get yourself facts. a beer sleeve. Six are in a roadie. Pinsandaces.com. <laughs> they got to try the beer sleeve for themselves, Will. Got to, man. Got to try it for yourself. <laughs> Also, guys, we got a uh, we got a five dollars super chat from uh, hey. Adrian Shea. Hey. Shout out, shout out, yeah. shout out. What uh, what dost thou super chat say? It says the fact that Laura plus Pat's shot attempts were almost exclusively spot ups. Plus, we wonder why they don't de- why they don't develop. Please don't be number one in attendance again. <laughs> there is a lot of that's words lot. in this one. Yeah, there's a lot of words. There's a lot of feelings. First of all, there. I like that she said Laura. First of all, shout out to that. It's, it's, Lori, Lori, Lori. I, no, shout yeah. out to I, I enjoyed that very much. But those there, that certainly was a lot of words. Yes. There yes. was a lot of words. Certainly was a lot of words. But we do love the super chat. Thank you love so it. much. Yes, appreciate we appreciate you, Love man. you. So, shout out for the year. Speaking Euros. of uh, this uh, Patrick Williams shot attempts, let's talk about Pat because, uh, Sarah, if you will, if you haven't, <laughs> there was a video that was making its rounds uh, on Twitter yep, the it. other day. Yeah. Pulling it uh, up. I think it was originally posted from... Uh, like some hoops account, and then our pals over at Sea Red UK uh, posted it as well. And it is Patrick Williams working out with Coach Olin Simplis, who is known among NBA circles as the Guard Whisperer. Uh, Jordan Swish Culture is where it was from. There you go. The yeah, the original video came from Swish Culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Patrick working out with a handful of people, getting some scrimmage uh, up and down, and he just he looks good. That's he looks good. He looks great. Um, what what did you guys take away from this? Uh, you know, we always, especially this time of year, when you're like, all right, draft is over, free yeah. agency is over, summer league's over. Yeah. What are we going to talk about? Yeah, NBA players getting in those mid to late summer workouts <laughs> and those videos surfacing on Twitter, yeah. and then all of us just over analyzing the hell out of them to be like, yeah. what does this mean? <laughs> So well, what does it mean that Patrick Williams looks like he has a tighter handle and a quicker shot release and looked smooth as hell? in an open gym that was not an NBA game? Well, a few things. Um, well, yes, one, let's let's start there. It's practice. <laughs> you know, let's understand practice. that. It's practice. practice. Like you said, guys are working on their game. You know, you're not playing as hard and they're playing as tough. It's not, or whatever. not a game. Not a game. Not a game. It's Just practice. practice. Talk about practice. Yeah. And, as, and so let's get that out there and get that as that. That's definitely what this was. So don't read super into it. When I look at stuff like this, though, I'm always just looking to see is there some kind of growth? Mm-hmm. It's something in your game because you're obviously working on something. So let me see that. Immediately what jumps out at you is the handle. Immediately. It looks quicker. It looks faster. And the other thing that jumps out at me was the confidence. The confidence in his shots and what he was taking definitely leapt off the screen for me. So those two things got me like, oh, snap. And I put on Twitter, I watched it like 50 times. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect for everybody to like just start retweeting that and going crazy like I did too. But that's dope about Bulls fans to understand that, yes, there are other insane people out here about this team like you all are. So appreciate that. But I, I just like that fact that I saw something that I didn't see previously because this isn't the first Patrick Williams practice video I've watched. Mm-hmm. So watching those other ones, which I did do, go back and look at him. He's much slower in those other ones. Wasn't as lean, you know, wasn't as comfortable in some of those. You were just like, oh, I can see the potential there of certain things. This one, it looked like, oh, snap. Like, you you want to play basketball. But again, practice, we get that. 
but I like the fact that he has a sharper handle. And that's what got me, Will, is that fact. You know when you're looking at DraftKings and you're seeing some spreads on games that you're looking at betting on, and you see a spread and it's a team you want to bet on, but the line's just like not exactly where you want it to be, where you feel comfortable placing a bet, and it's a stay away. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about this. It's a stay away. Mm. I just, it's a stay away. Like, it's just a pickup game. Like, these guys are NBA players. They're supposed to dominate in pickup games. Mm-hmm. That I don't know that that necessarily translates. It's obviously great to see him scoring the ball and doing the mid-range thing. Like, I've said this a million times before, but, like, Patrick Williams is not waking up at 4.45 in the morning to go mm-hmm. work out with DeMar for 18 hours a day to sit, sit in the corner and take a spot up threes. Correct. He's just not doing that. So, of Correct. course, he's working on other stuff. He's working on his handle. He's working on his mid-range. Mm-hmm. That's what he's supposed to do. Correct. Does that translate? We have no idea. No clue. Does the shot look quicker against, you know, I know he's playing against Evan Mobley in this, but, like, right. we don't know who else is out there. Does that shot and dribble and all that mm-hmm. stuff look quicker against potentially less NBA talent right. uh, in a non-NBA game without mm-hmm. NBA fans watching? Probably. Yeah. yeah. So we just we don't know that it will translate at all. But, yeah, of course it looks great. And we have two months of just basically this stuff to talk about. Yeah. So let's let's dig into it. Uh, but that's kind of where I stand. It's just like it's awesome to see him playing. I'm not going to be, like, offended when people say, oh, well, he looks a lot better. But I'm also not going to go out on a limb and say this means he's now going to score 25 a night next year. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and it's okay to be tempered It's in okay that. You to know be saying? somewhere in the middle. Yes, correct. You know what I mean? This has that's, been lukewarm takes. With, yes. <laughs> with the will to go Gottlieb, ladies and gentlemen. And that's exactly where I think it should be. It's, it's kind of in the middle. Like, I don't think it should be this one way or this the other way, which is what I keep running into is people like, this don't mean a damn thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then people like, this means everything. It's you against know? Evan Mobley. Yeah, right. And I'm like, no, bro, like, that's why I, when I watch this stuff, I just look at specific things. Because you mentioned the shot. I wasn't even paying attention to that. Because yeah. I'm not like, this is going to be in the NBA or he's going to be doing. That's not even what I was. He's not doing that. I wasn't, right. I wasn't even looking at that. But just looking at the handle and looking at his confidence are the two things that I just wanted to see. Because everything about Patrick Williams, for me, was a mental thing. And so the main thing of your mental thing is confidence. And so watching him do those things confidently out there on the floor, I like that aspect of it. Because... And then making your dribble ha- faster, making you more swift, making you more concise. Yeah, I, that left out of me. Now the shot and all that stuff, no, that's practice. <laughs> I'm not paying attention to that. He's not going to be that wide open, and teams are not going to be running that kind of defense on him where they're going to be putting guys like Spencer Dinwiddie, who was there, putting guys like Spencer Dinwiddie on him and stuff like that. That's not going to be the case. So it's practice. We get what it is, man. But just I'm in the middle with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm with Will on that. I'm just right in the middle. I like what I saw. That's why I watched it 50 times. And to your point, that's exactly what he is supposed to be working on. We talked about it at the end of the season. We talked about it throughout the season. The number one thing for me with Patrick is he's developed his jump shot. He's gotten a lot better. Could still get a lot better. He's developed his defense both on and off the ball. I think he still has room to improve. But the handle is, I think, what's really holding him back from being able to elevate his offensive game. Mm -hmm. I've been saying this all along. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's what he should be working on. But Mm -hmm. when we're talking about confidence, when we're talking about things that translate, it's just like this is not an NBA game. It's not NBA competition level. It's not against all NBA players. And right. it's not in an NBA gym in an NBA regular season or playoffs. Correct. So it just – I don't know that you can say this translates one to the next. Correct. But, yeah, I mean, he, he looks like he's working, which is what he should be doing. Boom. Uh, all right, let's take one more quick break. When we come back, plenty of y'all uh, in the comments 
uh, chip in with your thoughts on this Patrick Williams video. We'll get to as many of those I'm as we shocked. can on the other side of the break. People got opinions about Patrick Williams, Dave. I am shocked. I don't know if you knew this. To my foundation. <laughs> uh, also, as we're heading into break, uh, shout out to Zach from Benchmob, who we ran into hey, earlier today. shout out, man. Uh, shout great, out to him. great follow on Instagram for he all you is. Bulls fans out there. Go check out Benchmob, Zach. Yeah. Super friendly guy. Came up and was like, hey. I know you guys. You. I know you guys. I was like, yeah, I know you. Shout out to him. I mean, uh, well, I mean, it's not surprising we ran into somebody here because every yeah. human being yeah. that's alive who likes sports is on is in this building yeah, right now. It's a lot. It's a lot, guys. It's a lot going on here. You guys should be here. This will be going on all weekend. It's not just a one day thing. So come on down, check them on out. Wild. Yeah. Uh, who do we got next, Dave? Oh, Matt, you know. When we talk about these diehards, mm-hmm. you know, of course, you know, we all know the cool things you get, you know, the podcasts and the live shows on every team every day, you know, the post game shows, the premium written content from the golden pen of the goat is one of the things you get. You can see it at allchgo.com. 20% off of events out there, the dope merch for all the teams, the free shirt when you become a member, the members only discourse, you know, of course, that locker room sale that's going on, 50% off of these shirts right there. You might want to get some of that. Still going on to the end of July. So get on down with that. But if you become a downhurt, also what comes with that is we are going to Cog Hill, ladies and gents. Speaking of pins and aces. HGO kickoff classic at Cog Hill. I want to see the goat on the course. Mm. Oh, it's going to look amazing. I'm it's just going to yell four the whole time. I'm going to be six around the road. So. Hey! Yeah, I'm going to be in your cart, Dave. we like seven. I'm going to be in your cart. You want to be in my Yes. Well, I don't know. It's going to be, yeah. I'm safe driving, though. It's all right. But, yes, August 25th, 9 a.m., 18 holes with the cart, exclusive CHGO pins and aces polo for all the players. You get the holes contest, giveaways, the prizes, lunch, drinks and ceremony after the round but why is it important for the diehard because you get the discount mm. diehard members get a discount to cog hill words you probably have never heard in your life discount at cog hill but if you're a diehard you're rolling with that that's what you're gonna get man so just go ahead head over to allchgo.com become a diehard today and we will see you on the course Woo. Get that beer sleeve. Uh, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Sunnyside Cannabis Dispensary. Ooh. Your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Mm. Sunnyside's got everything you need to elevate your summer. Everything? It is a hot summer day. Elevate not just the temperature, but your vibes, your yes. feel-good vibes. Ooh, not the vibes. At Sunnyside. Your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs. They offer easy online ordering and in-store pickup. So you go clean and clack. I want that. I want that. <laughs> go to the store, pick it up, get a smile, get your products, give them a wave, and you're out the door on your next errand to keep elevating your summer. They got flour for all you old-school people like myself. They got tinctures. They got pens, if that's your style. They, of course, also got a huge selection of edibles. Try the good news, tangerine gummies. They're my personal favorites. Right now through August, here's the offer. Head to sunnyside.shop and use promo code CHGO25 at checkout for 25% off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with their other promotions, but it's not only for new customers. Anyone can use our promo code CHGO25 for 25% off at checkout. Mm -hmm. Sunnyside.shop. Must be 21 and over or an Illinois med card holder. Elevate your summer! Mm. Sunnyside. Elevate elevate, elevate, yourself! (laughs) Wheel all night. Elevate yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
All right, guys, let's uh, let's get to some of these comments sure. from people uh, chiming in. Fried rice, shout out, one of our regulars, so saying, now. Pat, looking so smooth. He yeah. does look smooth in he those did. videos. He does. Uh, Nick Madrigal also pointing out which, what you did, Will, which is that he was going up against Evan Mobley in some of those uh, scrimmage possessions. Anthony, a bit more of a skeptic, saying, I also remember seeing videos of Ben Simmons hitting threes. So <laughs> that's, uh, I, I'll give you credit for that one. Uh, Maddie Legend thinks that his post-up and step-back game is looking nice. He did have a couple of step-back Jays, and yeah. I was like, oh. You know, the Jordan, okay, fadeaway, the Jordan fadeaway on the baseline is who I was like, oh, okay, yeah. that's nice. I don't think he'll. Hopefully he does that in the game, but I was like, oh, okay. yeah. Show, the, my That's whole confidence. thing is show me that in the game. Pat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I just know that. Yeah. Uh, Taryn Seven, another skeptic in the comments saying, until he does it on the court, I can't believe the fair. hype. And I think that's all that's fair. fair. Yes, all um, of it is fair, man. But it's uh, got to start somewhere. Yeah, got to start uh, somewhere. Anthony also bringing up that he could see Pat being more aggressive this year because it's a contract year. Mm. So he wants that. And you're like, we talked about that. Yeah, when that number first uh, surfaced earlier this offseason, right. whatever that was, that it was a, you know, 100 million something mm -hmm. potential proposed extension for Patrick Williams. And a, yeah. a lot of Bulls fans were like, I'm sorry, what now? Yeah, seriously. Um, I think he knows that. Like, he might be a quiet guy and all that stuff, but he understands zeros and dollars. Yeah. Man, all right. He gets it. He's going to be getting this money. Uh, Matty Legend saying, if he can develop that post-up fadeaway on a consistent level, oh, my God, his game will open up. Yes. Uh, Nick saying he's always had an elite shot. I, I don't know about that. I mean. From three. His his three-point accuracy, even going back to his one year at Florida State, has always been encouraging mm -hmm. and strong. It's the form and the timing of his release, mm -hmm. which I think goes into saying having an elite shot Part of having an elite shot is having a quick release mm -hmm. and, a, and a smooth stroke, which and Pat has not always had. To me, it's about the attempts. I think what Bulls fans saw in this video was him getting off a shot release that looked smoother and quicker gradually than it was when he first came into the NBA, and it took him an hour and a half to launch a three. It's about, to your point, Dave, the, the volume. He needs yeah. to shoot more. Uh, but he also needs to shoot more contested shots. Like... I think most of his shots were just like, here, give you some space, or the, yeah. the rotations aren't there, and he yeah. just has plenty of time to get that shot off. So I think what you're saying, Matt, about the timing and the speed of his release, that needs to improve in order for him to be able to shoot more. Mm -hmm. He does need to shoot more, and he does need to shoot more contested shots. Yeah. But I think kind of where all this is coming back to is like, I still am a Pat believer. I think he's going to be a really good player. I think he already is a good player. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are just disappointed that he's not averaging 25, but like... Yeah. The contributions on defense, the shooting, I think he's, like, already on his way. He's not going to be, like, the superstar Kawhi type that I think the Bulls were maybe hoping for or fans were certainly hoping for when they drafted him. Um, but, like, what he's doing on these pickup courts or whatever, it's not, like, showing me that he, he stinks, like he's not right. going to be good. It's <laughs> yeah, just, like, this yeah. is what you should be doing. Yeah. And he needs to keep, wor keep working on the same stuff he's been working on. He needs to improve the areas we've talked about. Uh, and he'd shoot more, and that's kind of where it is. And, I, and I'll tell you uh, a difference in this as well, because you mentioned the Ben Simmons threes. Like, you knew you weren't seeing that in the game. It's like watching Andre Drummond, you know, during his practice, doing things like firing up threes, crossing people over, you know, hitting them with all that. I'm just like, oh, that's cool. You're not doing that. You know what I'm saying? It's not going to happen in the game. The difference with Pat is I see stuff. I'm like, okay, you can actually do that in a game. Mm -hmm. You might actually – do this right here in a basketball game. We just need to see it. Yeah, That's attacking all it closeouts, is. like, yeah. he's got to be able to 
and, and shooting more and shooting more efficiently is yeah. going to draw harder closeouts, and that'll give him an opportunity to get into some of these mid-range step-backs and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I, I Like I said, I still believe in Pat. I think he's going to continue to get better. Yeah. But I, it's hard for me to, like, make too much out of yeah. videos. But yeah. that, that doesn't, like, necessarily change where I think his role is with this team Correct. and wh- where I think the Bulls view him and his future moving forward with the Bulls. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the video and just how much you should analyze it, overanalyze it, uh, our friends Matt Neal, C-Red UK, shout out to y'all, uh, in the comments saying, if we didn't see these types of videos from P-Will, fans would be saying he's not working, he's not trying, etc. Let's not forget, he had to be told to eat breakfast. It's all part of his development. I mean, I, I think it is encouraging for Bulls fans, whether it's Kobe or Pat or Dalen, when we see them putting in these offseason grinding yeah. workouts that yeah. looks like I would pass out and fall down dead five minutes into it, <laughs> yes. they're working on their game. Yeah. You cannot deny that they're working on their game. Yeah. The question is, and it's what you were saying, Will, it's can we go from seeing this in a scrimmage in some open gym from some, you know, uh, basketball coach to actually Pat doing more of that in Bulls games. And that actually is a big pet peeve of mine when people say players aren't practicing or they're not working. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to speak for every single player in the NBA, but these guys put in so much work. Their whole day is built around their workouts, when their games are, their recovery, uh, like skill training, Mm -hmm. weightlifting, conditioning, Mm -hmm. practice, shooting. I mean, it's like these guys work so unbelievably hard. And one of the, the best things that I can do with my work and one of my favorite things to do is be able to identify some of those things that do translate on the court. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, the story that I did about Patrick Williams' lefty live dribble passing. It's Great. like these, these awesome. small things that you see Flex. on the court. And then you get to talk to these players and you hear about all the time they put in yeah. to working on that specific tiny skill that, like... Most people will see in a game and think, oh, that's nice. That's like a cool thing. Right. But like these guys just put in so much work that people yeah. will never just you won't be able to comprehend how yes. much work they do. So that that just bothers me when people say like, oh, this guy's not trying. He's not working. Like yeah. These guys just put in so much effort. Yeah. And I think some players get criticized for having other interests. Like, yeah, that kind sure, of that's understandable. Stinks, but. But, but these guys are lead. these guys are all working extremely hard. Yeah, nobody in the league is uh, getting there without that hard work. Yeah. Period. That's just Eric how it Christian is. in the comments said. Now let's get Mark K's take with a bunch of crowd. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> tomorrow. Say, folks. You, uh, you and Mark are going to have a fresh HQ to bring people into their weekends for tomorrow's episode. Of course, well, absolutely. Of so maybe uh, we'll talk a little bit more about this and hear from Mark and get his thoughts <laughs> on Patrick Williams' uh, video of lighting. Uh, Lighting an open gym on fire. Nick Madrigal, <laughs> Marquet, quote, Patrick looks slow on these shots. The rim was grazed a little bit on those makes. Quite frankly, I'm not impressed. <laughs> Pretty good Marquet impression. We love you, Mark. I, I think his uh, critiques are a bit more uh, based in fairness and reality than that. Yeah. Um, he's, he still is only 21. He still is not only 21. Not a month or so, right? Yeah, yeah. going into year four. Look year at that. 21 years old. Uh, all right, 21. we uh, we got to get out of here so we can get ready for the uh, turnover. Our production crew and CHGO yeah. Bears, Bears on deck. They were at Hallis for training camp Bears, earlier Bears, today. Bears, Come on, Carmier Braggs is here. I saw we just got a Nick Moriano sighting walking into oh, the building. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at the building. Ooh, God, I am so excited that Bears training camp is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, make sure you're tuning in to all of our CHO Bears coverage of training camp. They have been crushing it. Video breakdowns from the field uh, with Nick. Uh, highlights on our CHO Sports Instagram account. 
of these practices. Apparently, Justin Fields throwing more dimes to DJ Moore today. That's what I've been told. I'm not. I'm not opposed but to you it. Know, it's practice. Not opposed it's to practice. it. It's practice. It's practice. Uh, if you are in or around <laughs> the, the Chicagoland area, come on down to the National Sports Collectors Convention going on here in Ro- Rosemont throughout the weekend. This yeah. place is epic. It's wild. I'm tempted to go get lost in it. But I'm also afraid that I'll never find my way out. Oh, you won't. <laughs> but you'll have a good time. I'm also time. terrified of spending money I shouldn't. Oh, you will. Between here and the exit. <laughs> you will. I saw a replica of an NBA trophy <laughs> immediately. That was table like, of much? NBA trophies. Oh, my God. Take, where is the contract for my arm and my leg? <laughs> <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> you are, sir. Take both of them thanks. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you for tuning in today and always. If you haven't done it yet, do us a quick, simple favor. Hit that thumbs up button. We are out of here. Fresh HQ coming with Mark and Will tomorrow. Sam Bear. The rest of us will see you Monday. Will the go golly, Will underscore golly. Big day bow, BAWL Sports. I'm Bulls underscore pack. We are CHO underscore Bulls. Shout out and thanks to our producer and our friend Sarah on the controls. And shout out to our guest, Andrew. Hey, Mama Sarah. Check out his NBA ticket collection. Yes. There it is. Get on there. CHO Bears up next. Have a good one, y'all. Until next time, see you. Be good. Peace.